Reasonable Ignorance, episode 22, as we move the culture forward and bring Chicago prominence, Asa Deuce Powell from Fife Deuce in the building. Bombs! We here, y'all. This is reasonable ignorance. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yes, sir. Now. This is the ignorance shit you like. I am King Fuller. This is the ignorance shit you like. I'm Magic Mike. This is the ignorance shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorance shit you like. You know the bully you have when a mother got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Here we go, y'all. We live. Episode 22. I'm excited to do this motherfucking episode. Trust me. I got a nigga from a nine out here. He a OG. He got long hair, he light skinned, but he ain't held the bars. Let's go. <laughs> we gonna kick it. Like we gonna we gonna go for real. Like we laying it all out here. All right. This is an 87 nigga from Catholic schools. <laughs> what you know about this, Ace? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's before y'all time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we used to be a Leo and Mendo off this. Off this? Me and Fife. For real? I was at, I was I was in Mendo. And we don't get to the fight side too. Like I, 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 I want to know about the fight boost and you know what I'm saying. Hey, at Mendo with, with with Benji and Big Terry. Yeah. And they old man coach. Yeah. Jacking off their big six eight. They 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 London Fog <laughs> trench coats. Man, and look, we was wearing trench coats because they was wearing trench coats. Exactly. Nobody knew that Benji. Jack was too short for him, so he used to keep his hands in his pocket. For Everybody real? knew that. Because <laughs> no. I went to Ruggles with him, and we used to tease him about that. What? Oh, that's grammar school he went to? Yeah, Ruggles. Oh, the school I coach at right now. Grammar school, yeah. Oh, damn, I give back to the community. You're yeah, not the only yeah, nigga yeah. giving back to the community. I didn't know he went to Ruggles. Ruggles, yeah. R-U-G-G-L-E-S. Who is this fight? Who is this fight? Ludacris. Ludacris. With Rick Ross. Yeah. You gotta bring a fat nigga. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, episode 22. I am thrilled. I am um, happy that we are on episode 22. Dutch, Brittany, buckle up. We're going to take y'all on the ride. Uh-oh. We're going to show y'all how Chicago became to be the Chicago that y'all know it is today. Yeah, yeah. All right? The youngins is about to learn something today. We're going to go from period. 69 to 2015. Mm-mm. All right? 69. Like yeah. 69. Yeah. 69. 1969, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is episode 22. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes for free. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud for free. Leave a review. Comment. Yeah. Listen, share, let everybody know. I am excited. We have Ace, Asa, Deuce Powell from Five Deuce Organization in the building. If you have snapped Hand your- claps. <laughs> <laughs> if you have snapped your fingers in the last 12 years. What would you say, 12? Uh, I've been in the game. Yeah, 13 15 years. 15 years. If you have snapped your fingers... Or clapped your hands, or seen an ass whooping, or whatever <laughs> goes down at a party in Chicago. Have you seen a young lady come in a party with all the 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 savvy and the swaggerness of a Donna Ross, and leave and go in the back of the bathroom and suck dick like Lil Kim? 
You've been to a Fife Deuce party. Something like that. Yeah, that's my man. Y'all give it up for Fife Deuce, man. This my man. Been knowing for years. We go back to, let me let me, let me say this. Go back like your hairline, right? It's gone. We, 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 that's we how roll, far back it go. We go all the way back like my neck. Listen, <laughs> this man, I really met him at the Answer Barbershop on 78th and Halsted. Okay. This man is a good friend of uh, Michael Flager. The one who did the funeral today. And I'm not going to get way deep into his business, but I want to him to know, like, I know him. Like, he went to St. Leo Grammar School. He went to Leo High School. Got kicked out. Oh, yeah. And he played <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Like, basketball really connects everybody in everybody. Chicago. Like, it, it connects us. Like, if you from the 70s and the 80s, you connected to basketball somehow, some way. Like, you probably wasn't that good. But you know a motherfucker from IIT or Chicago State and the summer leagues or whatever, a YVI, and you know all that. So, Ace, man, introduce yourself. Let them know your Twitter handle, your uh, Instagram page, and all that shit. You man, know, I'm, I'm I'm blessed to be here, man. I came over. Y'all made the OG car get up. Hey, I know you you're tired. Get up and come over here. So I come over here. But um, yeah, yeah, you tried to pull it and, and everything is right. <laughs> hey. I'm a, I, but I, I understand though. I'm a night out though. Yeah. I figured like y'all gonna get that man. I'm too to rush over there for an hour. So I'd be up to five, six o'clock okay. in the morning every single day. We used to go to breakfast together. Yeah, I, I used to see him at breakfast. I all can't time. even get to sleep at two, three o'clock in the morning. I don't even know how nobody do that no more. For 15 <laughs> years, that's my schedule. But um, yeah, and I'm glad this is episode 22, man. Right. Two, two, deuce, deuce. Uh, there we right, go. Right, right. right. So it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. You wouldn't look right coming on 23 or 24. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, we, um, I mean, a long history, but as far as the party game, me and uh, one of my best friends, Fife, you know, Bernard off 79th, too. Okay. D Money, Bird. But uh, me and Fife started the company when I got out the feds in 2000. I went to the feds from um, on a um, cocaine conspiracy charge from 92. To 2000. Wow. Yeah. Right. We're going to get into that. Right. Okay, we're going to get into that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, start, we started doing this party game, man, in Chicago. Um, MySpace wasn't even out yet. Okay. Exactly. That, that's how long we've been doing this. And uh, so you had to get somebody to the club, standing outside, freezing, passing flies out, or getting on the phone. There wasn't no text messages. Wasn't even emails. They really wasn't even, you know, connecting and getting people to a club off email. Exactly. I remember when email was like a text message to exactly. go to a club. That's how powerful the email was. Okay. But but when we first started, it was just hand to hand and word of mouth. And you and and you trying your best to get a thousand people out in the wintertime. Wasn't no MySpace, wasn't Facebook, Twitter, all that wasn't even thought about. That Anthony Lindsay from A and O, he he gonna tell you this story. We was doing this for MySpace, <laughs> right, right, right. But but that's when you had to grind. The pe- people in the game now, you know, growing up with social networking, this it's so easy mm-hmm. to get information out. Yeah. So anybody almost can become anything. You, you know, and that's yeah. promoters, actors, any. You know what I'm saying? Good, but, bad, or indifferent information. Right. Yeah. But when you got to grind, especially when dealing with people, to get people out. You can't miss a day. You got to wake up. Hey, it's a party in Harvey. You got to run out to Harvey, pass flies out. Then it's back downtown. They let out at four. We in the wintertime, hand-to-hand, passing flies out right. to get people there to pay your rent. That That's what we own. That's what you was on 15 yeah. years ago? 15 years. We started this in 2000. Michael Jordan still was popping in the nightclub. And okay. listen, you're a February guy, right? Birthday? Yeah. Yeah, February 25th. So 
I think y'all all threw it like a big February party together. Mm-hmm. You, Marlon Maxine. Oh, yeah. Sean Rose. Sean yeah. Uh, Spy Bar. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. I, I remember look, that. Mike, Mike, look, Mike remember all the signature uh, moments. Hey, my, my, my <laughs> yeah, memory, yeah. I remember a bunch of shit that, like, like if it's a lady right now, she's like, you can remember that stupid shit. Right. But you remember the day that we first, you know, <laughs> right. whatever, whatever, it wasn't shit. <laughs> but, like, I remember a, a party with a light-skinned nigga, an NBA nigga, and a popping barber, and, like, the Aquarius yeah party like yeah. it was bitches everywhere it was like everywhere. And it wasn't even a packed party but it was a nice ass it party. was like no ugly motherfuckers and, uh, nowhere in the whole party and that's sean rose you know i look when i first got in this game i told sean rose boy you really the party promoter that boy know everybody and sean who rose. rose celebrity barber okay he He's cut every NBA, every ball of motherfucker hair. What's he and doing now? He used to work in, still cutting hair. Still cutting yeah, hair? Yeah. Sean and Maury, the reason why I wanted yeah. to cut hair and why I became a barber because, you know, I used to cut in the locker room and that shit. Right. But once you started coming to the, the answer on 78th yeah. and hosted, well, all game fractions used to come right. at separate times. <laughs> right. Like them niggas knew they had to cut the BDs from <laughs> one to three thirty, and then at three forty-five, here come the moles, Reno and Dino and Foster Park, right. and they're gonna be there till seven o'clock. Right. And then here come the BGs, <laughs> and then the GDs got the last of the night because they, the, you know, they the toughest. Right. But listen, we ain't, we don't say um, that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I got these choppers. Look at my guy. <laughs> but, but, but honestly, hold right. on, hold on. Mm. Um, at times, you know, in Chicago, we don't acknowledge our peers, or we don't acknowledge people who are doing things and going places. You know, because I, I, this is from my mentality, from my thinking. Mm. We live by this secret society. You know, everybody does what they want to do on their own. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They all, they don't, nobody wants to be acknowledged, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you came out mm-hmm. um, to come on the podcast and everything. Mike's, me and Mike both were excited mm-hmm. on the way over here, and at times, you know, you get like I said, telling you, the you, truth. When you pick me up, mm-hmm. I said, "Man, I can't wait." He said he canceled. I said, "What? <laughs> <laughs> he canceled." Man, how the hey, fuck did he cancel? I'm a night owl. I figured y'all might look. I come at, at one, two in the morning. That's why I said this is a secure, secure parking lot. I won't yeah. get no boot. No, yeah, I'll come no on over there. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a 79th Street nigga. This no nigga question. been doing party promote for 15 years. He's still on the boot list. Hey, hey. No <laughs> bombs. <laughs> hey, so the thing about it is, you know, we have to acknowledge our peers. We have to acknowledge people that's you know that's doing things and going places. And stuff like that. Like I told you, you know, before mm-hmm. we got on, on recording is that I knew you just from party situations. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the lifestyle that you led pre-party promotion, pre-premiere um, nightlife, impresario, and all that. Right. And all those good adjectives and big words. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right. So when I say you at transit. Selling dope and fucking hoes. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw words. you at Transit, Zentra, shooting GD. Stop. <laughs> when I saw you at Transit, Zentra, um, all the different establishments around, it's like okay, I just saw, that's the that's the main guy, that that's the cool guy, that's who runs the night, that's who collects the money, whatever. Mm. He's the one that's responsible for the party. 
I didn't know about the extracurricular things that you did, your past before such, mm. and everything. Um, so with that being said, let's start back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. What was Ace of Pile doing in the 80s, mid-80s? Mid-80s. Mid-80s. Um, <laughs> Give us freshman year. Oh, man. Well, I went to St. Leo Grammar School, so I'm we off 79th Street. I've always been around from 79th to 59th Street because right. our friends and family, and from okay. 59th and Hostel to 79th, we, you know, fluctuated those 20 blocks. But, um, yeah, I'm off really 79th and Morgan, 79th and Carpenter. Okay. I went to, first of all, I went to St. Sabina. Where we was at the date of funeral. Transferred from St. Sabina in fifth grade, went to St. Leo. And, you know, back in the 80s, wasn't no phones and on a laptop and all this stuff. So kids in the 80s, you love to be outside. We used to right. play tackle football in the alley on concrete. Right. We up at Calumet, yeah. you know, playing football, basketball in every alley on the rim. So we, you outside. So everybody's going to be pretty good at a sport. Football, basketball, boxing, something. So um, I used to love football, actually. Yeah. So when I, when I went to um, St. Leo... They was like, man, try out for the basketball team. I was like, man, I like football. But I always played basketball because we outside every day. Was your family Catholic? Yeah, my mother and them was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Mother was Catholic. Yeah. Both parents in the house or? No. no. My mother and father divorced. I might was two. But, you know, he was still in my life, you know, okay. but they wasn't together. So right. we, we, you know, the, the streets was our daddy. My Brothers and sisters? Domestic. Yeah, I got one brother. Older? Younger? Yeah, older. Okay. He older. Shine. Okay. Crazy as a road list. So Love him like a death. Right crazy. by Studio 79. Oh, yeah. Studio 79 was our first party, actually. Exactly. <laughs> we were really? in the streets. Okay. That's exactly. what we, okay. used to do. Yeah. we was doing parties, but not doing it yeah. for revenue, but yeah. just what we had gathered 300 people at just because it was close. So proximity. you had it in you already, and, oh, you yeah. didn't, and you didn't know it. Yeah, we I always been a type where our house got a million people running through it. My mother making everybody getting GED and grandmother cursing people out. We threw the whole building because we own the building on 80th and Morgan. Okay. Right. So, yeah, you know, and like Mike said, back in the 80s, it didn't matter what gang you was in or whatever, basketball connected you together, which is really true now if you let the process happen. But basketball, we that's really how I knew. Met tons of people through playing basketball. Okay. And then once they a stone or they're GD, BD, Mo, whatever they are, you can play basketball with them. So now you can go, we go to yeah. Gary A. Morgan or we'll go to Stag, yeah. and we okay because we playing ball. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, but yeah, that's that's really what we did in the mid '80s. Then um, um, got a scholarship from St. Leo to Leo High School. Me, Marlon Maxey, Donald Whiteside, Corey Walden, Damon Edmonds was right. a little young enough. Sean Fryson. Right. All of us was on the same the team. Q dog now, big time Q dog. Yeah, yeah, Sean be at Murphy's last moment. <laughs> He's a what? Q dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he played. Tell me, he plays the wrong frat. Let's put it like that. He dark skinned man, and he, he don't make no difference, man. All right, go ahead. But <laughs> and so we went there. So so me and we all got you know recruited freshman class. So we went there, played freshman sophomore year. Um, me and um the twins mm-hmm. and. Marlon Maxey, you know, we all get in trouble in Leo and wild yeah. around the crib, a lot of stuff going on. So we end up getting expelled from the school, right? Um, losing credits, all that. So we transferred. So Marlon was like so six, wait a minute. seven then, right? No, that was me and Marlon was the same height. He might have had an inch on me. And wow. he did to Ben Wilson. Yeah. He grew four or five inches that year. Wow. 
What was yeah. the 80s like for you around that time, though? In high school, man, all we just played basketball, went to house parties. I used to DJ. My older brother. Really? Yeah, my older brother was a DJ. So all of us, you know, you know to put my Puerto Rican homie DJ Armando. Yeah. So that's what, he's still DJing today. Okay. Always had a line to them ladies, though. You know, you notice that always had a line towards <laughs> the ladies. Right. The ladies, man. But so we used to DJ, and this before, you know, drugs. All it was just you the know, hot mix five I, era and all that. Man, I remember we went to Mendel. We was, I guess, juniors and seniors and. High school, me, Fife, D Money, all us around 79th Street. Man, we going to Hot Mix 5, Hot Mix 5. We get to the door at Mendel. Now, Mendel used to have, but this one, Ferris was DJing in the basement. Yeah, he couldn't even make it upstairs. Yeah, he in the, the basement in the yeah. kitchen of Mendel. Wow. It's, yeah. it's 4,000 high school students here every single week. So Mendel was like insane. So we catch the Michigan, but we we at Mendel. Let them know the, the, the two young ones in here. Mm-hmm. This one they used to have Mendel by level party, and then right. they have all the schools that's invited. Right, Robeson. Lee they ain't invite no damn Robeson. <laughs> I promise to God that like if you had a popping team at the time, they like, invite no Robeson. Robeson. If it, if it was Robeson, fo- if it was the football season and Robeson was playing because they had the popping football team, they was invited because of the guy. They knew how to promote a party. Then they invited Mendel. I mean, they invited Kenwood. Height, Whitney Young, but Whitney the, that was the given school. Julian, right. that old damn Robeson. Robeson niggas wasn't from coming from over there, was it? Yes, they were. Okay, that's where Terry Sampson came from in that area. Okay, area. Right. So, but he went to Simeon, but it, it it was always three or four guys from East School that was a little different. They didn't give a fuck about the gangs. They was just like Fife. They was with them ladies, man. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, keep going, Fife. But but he um. <laughs> But he, um, yeah, everybody call him Five Deuce. Mm. I say whatever. Mm. Five, what up? What's good, Five? That's all. For real, they call you Five Deuce? I mean, they call you Five also? Man, I call Five so much because they just think of the party now. Yeah. Right, right. They right. like, he do. I say, man, it's all the same. Yeah, just, we both. Right. But, yeah. um, yeah, but it was, it was, those parties, man, was legendary. This is Ferris and them in the, and the people really don't know. That's why I say Ferris number one DJ. That man been lasting doing this on the scene doing this since 1982, 83. Okay. He probably was spinning in 1980, 81. Right. But I'm talking about getting paid DJing a party. I used to because I used to DJ. And this is back when you used to have to do tricks like Jazzy Jeff do now. Yeah. I don't even want to say what they DJing. I ain't even DJing compared no. to. Wow. The, uh, fuck oh, you pushing buttons. Hey, if. if doing what he just did. Push it, it again. Right. Bomb it again. <laughs> if, if, you'd have, for that. if you'd have been at Mendel, and Ferris will tell you, if you'd have been at Mendel and scratched in a house song or slammed in a house song, boy, you get stoned. Yeah. You almost get ran up out of there. Okay. Chicago was serious about that. I mean, you couldn't do an off blend with 4,000 people. We was just serious about house music. That for go, real, for that, real, for real. That goes right. back to the D. DJ V Dub interview, and he said that's why we have the best DJs. That no question. Continue. Chicago on. got the best DJs, best comedians. That's, co- that's that. confirmation. So let's no talk. Question. Let's let's now. Ain't the best game, but go keep going. No let, let's let's. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Even though it's violence, we got to call a spade a spade, man. <laughs> you, you can't play this spade game with all hearts and motherfucking diamonds. Saturday night in Morgan. Mm-hmm. That whole Auburn Gresham area. Mm-hmm. 
what kind of area was it? Was it black affluence? Was it um, what kind of neighborhood was it? You know, for us, it was a it was a it was a nice neighborhood, but uh-huh. but we didn't. It was always gangs, and, and when you say gangs, and 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 if you look at the media now, that every shooting is gang, gang, gang. It's not even so called gangs now. Right. These are just neighborhood boys that don't have a chief no more. If okay. back then it was a gang, because if you got a gang, it's some you look gang up in a dictionary, it's some type of structure, some people organize and do something. Nobody's organized. So this not even a gang. You you know what I'm saying? These right. is just poor boys getting together, it's ten of us, two blocks over, them ten and we off pills or whatever whatever they doing, whatever the madness That's is. That's current now. That's current now. Right. Right. So they don't have, you know, and, and everybody knows. Even law enforcement knows we locked up so many, you know, uh, uh, so-called gang leaders and people that was getting money and taking to RICO Act them and conspiracy them. It's two generations, a gap of, of nobody to tell anybody nothing. So what you got now is some 60-year-old and 70-year-old and, and leaders trying to identify what the problem with, is with some 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Okay. And they get, but, but who could solve the problem in these neighborhoods is they locked up. And when you put them away so long, they don't, they don't have to answer to anybody. So, so you got almost what you got when the troops left in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and all that. You got civil war in okay. the streets. And that's just what you've been having for the last probably 10 years. But so, I'm talking about as far as like in 85, 80, between, give me the, I'm going to give you the time, Eric, between 85 to 89 or 90, 85 to 89. For me? For you, what is that neighborhood? What is that Auburn Gresham, 79th and Morgan, 80th and Morgan, that whole area between Halstead to Ashland? Well, that's where you that's where you right. that's where you were running up and down, right? Right. Foot yeah. playing football, basketball. We we would go anywhere just playing ball, because we you know, I played ball in high school, so we knew everybody. Um it was always kind of dangerous, but it like it was structured dangerous. You see what I'm saying? Like like Explain that. Well, like I'm off 79th in 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 Morgan, so okay. the dude that raised all us, my my play uncle, rest in peace, Pimp and Tony, used to live directly across the street from us. He was a he was a man child, 16 years old, Pharaoh black disciple, and he he raised us, taught me how to slap box, taught me how to box, how to do karate, taught me how to train dogs, and just because we didn't have a father in the house. So all of us, we out there, he's showing you how to fight and not, you know, uh-huh. but he's 16, even though we 10 years old, but he our idol. That's he, that's what it was then. If you didn't have a father in the, fi- no, the father no figure in the house, you looked up to that person who you identify with the most. And that's who you identify with. No, no, because no. he was right across the street. And like you said, he taught you how to box. And he taught us how to do anything. So defend yourself. No question, and, and you Dogs, and you got to sports, and of course he had ladies. But you say he was a pharaoh. He's a pharaoh. This they don't call them pharaohs. They might call them ministers and bishops. Right. I mean, ministers back then, the disciples. It was pharaohs, bishops, all this. You know, it was it was it was somewhat biblical. Then it got to ministers, and you know, and like GDs got to regions. But back then, you know, I, and I mean, we was young, and even knowing this history. We didn't even look at it as gang bang, and it's just like, oh, this is my area. We disciples, we disciples. You Foster right. Park, you a stone. Yeah. So nobody's choosing to be in the organization. The the environment is gonna dictate a lot about you. You, you know what I'm saying? Deuce, 
Mm-hmm. Here's what, I, it, it, like I was telling Magic Mike, and I'm telling I was telling Dutch like years mm-hmm. ago, and told Dutch years ago. I want you to understand this, Brit. Also, mm-hmm. um, I was so ignorant, right, mm-hmm. and believing that black disciples only, the black disciple organization, um, or the black disciple nation BDN, mm-hmm. were mainly consistent on 63rd Street. They were. That's where they, all, they, up and down 63rd yeah. Street from. Well, not just that. They was out west. They was on 69th. But they wasn't, it wasn't a lot of them past six. They was more low end. Okay, because you know what? With, with, with the reasonable ignorance audience, you're talking to mm-hmm. people worldwide that's listening in. Right. So I want you to give them that good that that history of such right. and everything, you know, verbatim, like you said, because you said something about Pharaoh Black Disciple. Right. You know, I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that term. Yeah. So you didn't clue me into some. You know, I didn't. I didn't know. Did you know that, Mike? Yeah, man, I knew that. Okay, I've cool. Been right. With the gangs, man. I, but Your I know mother you... has you in church. Yeah, she and did. In karate class. I mean, but I, I, mean I was in a, I was in a different. I was in a different gang. So the thing about it is, yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm clueless. But like I said, mm-hmm. you only think that. You know, sometimes you only think that BD's uh, on 63rd Street. Right. Or maybe a, a, it was a it was another one part of it that was out there in, in the hundreds. That's it. Seventy yeah, ninth, they was always in the hundreds. I didn't know. I didn't Seventy ninth, they was unheard of. In, okay, in, in our era, because GDs had kind of grew so big in expansion, Took that they blanketed over. everything. Yeah. Like, like when I was coming up, I remember we used to wear Sasu jeans, going skating at Saint Sabina and the Loop, and and they you didn't even throw the trays up like this. You threw the trays up like this. Yep, it was Sasu for Third World Sasun. Yeah. yeah, and before you know, and that's when. The, Back then, they they almost was still on the, the ass end of devil disciples. Okay. That's kind of what they was, you okay. know. And I knew a lot of this history just because, like I say, the dude kind of raised this pimp and Tony. He he was young, but he was in it. And he fluctuated between 79th, 69th, 59th. He used to be at the Calumet building. And, they, and then, right. then when ministers and stuff came, he was minister Coleslaw. Hmm. So I used to go to the- Minister bi- what? Coleslaw. That was his other name. Coleslaw. Why you laugh, Britt? It's funny. It's funny. You learning something? I'm learning everything right now. She's a young lady. Yeah. Dutch, you, Minister Coleslaw. They you so paying high attention? right now. They, they, they high. Kanye <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Kanye Minister Coleslaw. Go, Go ahead. Finish up. Yeah, and this was Pimp and Tony, but but he 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 was the man amongst all of us. And that's me, Fife, D-Money, my guy, um... Yeah, Breeze, Bird, everybody around the crib. Now, Milk and DJ and all them was a little younger yeah, than yeah, us. Yeah. Milk but, two years younger than me. Yeah, so so but this dude was like the father figure. And my father used to be like, ask my mother, why you let them go with this motherfucker? He shooting motherfucker, he this, he that. She was like, she, he, they got to learn how to be men. Right. And one thing she knew is he loved us like, we was his little brothers, a protect, right. but he was a he was a monster out here. Yeah, he Not just a, no gun killing. Like he's sixteen year old fist fighting thirty year old men and twenty five year old. I mean, he really knew karate, really knew how to box. So this is what you out, call a concrete that. Rambo. No, yeah, at, 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 at that time, like like certain dudes, like you wanted to really run behind. Right, like like you felt safer with this kid, even because that's what he was. He was a kid. But you felt safer with this kid than you did with the the known dude that you was with every day. Like, uh, no look, man, question. we gonna be with him. We gonna be with Wayne today, man, because Wayne just fought. Marcus Carter just bought four dudes over here from Boys Town, right. and Wayne just whooped 
all four of their asses together. So we were Wayne. Right. And Wayne a vice lord, so we walking with Wayne. He, so you know who Wayne is, right? Yeah. Light skinned Wayne yeah. that was on the Benji documentary yeah. with me and went to Mendel. Yeah. And played like two games and <laughs> had like 63 and 44 points. And then Grace came out. Yeah. And he had all the F's in the world. They said you could never go to any Catholic school ever in the world again. <laughs> Shout out to Wayne. But, but, I'm just saying, like, yeah, you, certain guys in the, in the area, that's what they do. Right. And so by him being a disciple, you know, we were so young, we never even heard of a gangster disciple. All we knew was disciples and the Blackstones. That's it? Yeah, and the borderline for the Stones, that what you're going back towards Foster Park, was right on 80th yeah, and Morgan. Exactly. You so you remember Red? Yeah. Red. Yeah. They went to Calumet. Yeah. And you know what? Calumet so, was. He was from the Walker House right there on 80th. On 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 the other side of the big crib, red. We used to have to go up there and save our little guys. And Foster Park is at these guys. Man, they up here waiting on us. We got to go up there. And this one, this before Reno and Dino, it was yeah. Harry and yeah. all them up there at Foster Park. But um, because Reno and Dino went to Bogan first. Did they go to Calumet too? They, 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 they end they, up going. They, to they end up going to Calumet. Yeah, but they started off at Bogan first. Yeah, but um. So that's what we came up and 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 that's when and it's a shame because these these shorties now you know everybody gonna claim something. Right. I, I always say this when they even when the politicians, police talking about everybody is functioning like a game. Correct. The Republicans hate the Democrats. The right. Muslims hate the Jews. The Christians hate yeah. the Muslims. Yeah. The, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the bull. I mean the Sox hate the Cubs. Like the 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 example we show. People, it's straight hypocrisy when they be like, you need to love each other, get along. Man, you get, I mean, you know, you get into politics and all that. They don't care if your method right there or whatever. We don't like them. Right. So we, you, you, you gang banging. You just ain't killing and shooting each other. The Republicans hate the Democrats. If Barack Obama's plane crashed today, how many Republicans crying sincere? Okay. Deep down, they'll be like, yeah, in his ass, right. out of here. You know right. what I'm saying? That's just the feel of it. And the police is against the streets. They got to be because they got to, you know, hey, right or wrong, I'm with my man. This is why I'm out here risking my life. So it's the same when these so-called young boys gangbangers. That's what they say, right or wrong, we we, we riding with ours. We ain't fighting. Ain't no fair one. Ain't no one-on-one because that's how everybody thinks. So the hypocrisy is when we tell them why they jump on this person, why they same reason when, when you see a dude getting out of line, what happened with the police? Fifteen of them get on him. You're right. Because they riding with theirs. And, 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 and people don't give these shorties the benefit of the doubt. Everybody going to cling to something. The Q-Dogs hate the Alphas. The Alphas hate the Kappas. Not hate, but we riding with ours, right or wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm, that, a, I'm a Sigma, so the thing oh, about the sig- it, same I'm thing. a Sigma so from SIU. You yeah. know, yeah. Phi Beta Sigma. Incorporated. Um, <laughs> they have no juice. Let's <laughs> slow down, Mike. I swear, slow down before I say GDK up in there. For uh, okay, uh, 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 go ahead. Go get ahead. back to what I was saying. Um, I'll bring a treadmill in here. Bless you. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> go. Ahead. Yeah, but but far as the '80s, man. But the but the '80s had a lot of history because in with that '85, '86, '87, rap music kind of jumped on the scene in Chicago. They okay. really thought rap music was going to be a fad in Chicago because house music has such a strong hold in Chicago. Right. Our house DJs was like rap stars. Right. Far, we know Farley grew up on 76th Street, so yeah. we see him 
Um, right down 79th Street in that purple yeah, Corvette, Corvette with no Farley Jack Master Funk on the side. But so when rap and you came, didn't want to see your lady look at that car for too long because right. she might all be them, in that motherfucker. All the them day. glitter flakes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and we grew up on house music. It was like how rap is to these youngsters now. And so, you, like, it was hard in New York, but you really didn't know it was a fad. And I remember when we kind of got in the streets, I got kicked out of college. I went to Rock Valley in Rockford, Illinois. Got a scholarship there. Play ball? Yeah. Football, yeah. basketball? Basketball. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, so we, uh, me and my guy Sam Smallwoods, they won state when he was a fresh year at Mount Carmel. Okay. Yeah, Sam, Big Sam, he went to um, Mount Carmel. Right. Play him in Leo. He, he went with uh, Mel McCants. Yeah, Mel McCants and it was there. But he, um, so me and him went. So, of course, we wild out, whatever. We get kicked out of that school. Yeah. So this 87. So when we get kicked out. Took that 79th Street up to Rockford. They was like, and, these days, we a, not ready for this shit. And they was up there. How was, your, how, how was your experience How was your experience that with that? At college? I mean, tr- making the transition from uh, inner city, 79th Street, mm-hmm. the whole mentality. You was a you know was into bat, you was into playing sports you was you know doing DJing mm. and everything you but you said you so you you said you had to go from from uh, Leo to Finger, right? right? So you graduated with Finger playing ball at right. Finger, right? You got the scholarship, right? How was the transition for you then? I mean, we was excited, glad to be out, you know. But Rockford is close too. So all our homies coming up to Rockwood. Yeah. 40 minutes. Chicago up there. Yeah. Ain't then, paying you know, no tolls. Tearing niggas up just... the, the, the dorm. Just wild now, not okay. really going to school. So so when we come back home, my older brother, all my peers and, and, and friends, it's the crack epidemic. It's 19. It ain't even crack then. It's still it's the powder cocaine epidemic. Yeah. So What year was people, this? 88? This is 87, 88. Yeah. So okay. my older brother and them, Devin Dabbling, you know, cocaine. So I'm back. All we doing is playing ball, going out, getting the clubs, going to the fantasy, the copper box. We ain't even 21 yet. They don't know nothing about the fantasy on 79th, 79th and Polina. Well, you say your older brother was well, I seen Eddie Murphy at and some motherfucking cow, cowboy boots and some motherfucking biking shorts with a hat <laughs> hanging back on his head. I promise, with with the, a hat that my man wore from out the Gap Band, Charlie Wilson. Stories by Magic I promise Mike. to God, I never will forget that. I Damn. never will forget that. Eddie Murphy was standing outside, and Johnny Selvey sent the whole fucking club up. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny Smooth and Melvin sent the whole club up. Johnny and, Smooth was a monster. Yeah. On that court. But, but, yeah. The first big god. He was a monster. 88. Yeah. Keep going. He's a monster. Your older brother. Yeah. Dibbling, dabbling in cocaine. Mm-hmm. Selling it? Using it? What? Selling it. Selling it. Okay. And his I, I, I had to ask. Oh, yeah. I had to and, ask. Because, you, know, right. you know, we do. We were, On this last episode, we, we talked about drug use and right. everything. And. They were baffled by these. These two were baffled by the situation of the Generation X, which is me, you, and Mike's generation, not mm. using drugs, nah, but selling drugs to the baby boom generation. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. We yeah. were the drug dealers. We were the drug sellers, the peddlers, right. all that kind of stuff. The baby boom generation, ones that graduate. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, born in the fifties, sixties, right, were the users, right. 
But they, they the millennial generation. And they use every bit of drugs yeah. right now, period. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I ain't never. They take Pedialyte from all the way up to I ain't never popped a pill. I ain't seen everything from every drug and probably pellet and everything. But, yeah, we, we just we, we, we just wasn't, we didn't get high. So right. he was dibbling, dabbling in cocaine. Go ahead. Yeah, he's dibbling, dabbling in like every, and then, then I, after Pimp and Tony, he really wasn't around so much. Then our other mentor, and Pimp and Tony was a tall, big, muscular black dude. Okay. Lonzo Kid became my mentor. You remember Kid, right? Yeah. With the black Lincoln. Yeah. So Kid was the first dope boy around our crib. Mm-hmm. And he used to, his clique was him and over there around 79th and, and, and Damon and, and Marshfield and all over there yeah. was Johnny Lovett and Booger yeah. and, and, and Irvin and all them. They okay. was getting down. And so Kid and Charles Simmons and L.A. and all them kind of Aberdeen our way. They right. were black disciples also? No, Kid was a GD. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's the little guy named that played guard? They used to always be on Kid team. Doug. Doug. Dougie. Yeah. Doug, Doug, Doug get... a teacher right now. It can I, I know I know that. And he got his life together. Yeah. Hand one, claps. I, <laughs> one time, my man, one of my, my best friend in the world, Deion Stevens, mm-hmm. we playing in the St. Sabina Midnight League Tournament. Deion going in on kid. Mm-hmm. I got Dougie. Got him locked up with the Gary Payton, and I'm giving him mm-hmm. 10 points. Tim Hardaway shit uh, on offense. They picked the fight with me, not with Dion. So I had to call my, I had to call the super OG. I had to call my man June. Hey man, stories. Get him up here, Mike. cause kid wanted to whoop me. I was like, uh, you, ain't, you don't want to whoop Dion. But his thing was like, so you, you the one talking shit. We to go, this day, when we see each other, we just laugh. I'd be like, man, you still want to with me. We got, we got to do a podcast dedicated to ba- Mike's basketball fights. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a talk Choppers. shit. <laughs> we never had to chop us up. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. We, we but, never had to. Uh, we, 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 hey, I had to. Sometime I, I knew when to chill out. But yeah, but kid, I knew this day was coming. I had to talk to Ace. Hey, but kid, kid, well, you know, because you played in Lee. Yeah. But kid was the original dope boy around there. Cause yeah. We was younger than him. Did they call it dope boys back then? Yeah, that's yeah. what they called it, dope boys. Just like okay. this uh, uh, NWA song, yeah, like dope NWA boy. song. Man. Okay, so we was beating in our cars. Yeah. That's why I know you see that NWA movie for, yeah. for the youngsters looking at it like, oh, wow. For us looking at it, we live that. Live that, that. yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember all of this. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Kid was the guy. So Kid serving, you know, whoever. So me, my crew, who just run the street, basically the guys I play basketball with, you know, we had close friendship. We jump in the street. How old were you? Uh, Going 20, on 19. 20, yeah. What year? This had to be 80, 88. Wow. Yeah. So 87, we, because I got kicked out of college yeah. in 87, so I started dabbling. How old were you in 87? I mean, 88. You wasn't even you wasn't here. born yet. Probably I was wasn't born yet. You I was here. one year old, probably a couple months. Right. Wow. Yeah. You, you realize that? You, you still it's was, crazy. Go ahead. You yeah. still was shitting up your back. You know that? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> nobody want to <laughs> Ain't nobody even want to babysit you. Oh, Sour Dutch. 1988, right? Yeah. 88? Yeah, 88. Got kicked out of college. So, um, you know, you do what everybody else is doing. Your peers, your friends is doing. So older brother. 
So we get in the game and um uh Dope. wasn't even a lot of cook cocaine back then. It's eighty seven, eighty eight. Okay. So we basically, you know, the powder cocaine mixed with the manathol, put in the you know, little plastic, tied up, tied a knot, that. Okay. And uh and like anything that I'm doing, I'm doing it to death. Whether it's basketball, whatever, you you doing it the best of your ability. So um of course, all my friends that I'm with, they get in the game with me. Basically, everybody I'm playing basketball with, you know, my guys, D-Money, Bird, Bree, everybody around the crib. Okay. And and we kind of was the 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 younger uh, crew up up under my brother. And Alonzo Kid was kind of the man-man who kind of everybody looked up to. Exactly. After my man, Pimp and Tony. So he was the next father figure, big brother figure. So eventually... I just started getting closer to the kid and just started copping, you know, the eight ball or whatever from kid. Exactly. And so, okay. so everybody else really used to be around kid and, and just wait for him to, hey, give him this bag, give him this bag. I always wanted to know, well, hey, how can I do this myself? How much so, was how much was the eight ball back then? Maybe a buck fifty or something. Depending on who you got it from. Yeah. And depending on if it was pure or not. <laughs> Okay. You know what I'm saying? So let me turn they stepped on it. Right. <laughs> so um all from my words from a man who never sold nothing. That's me. <laughs> Listen, go ahead. So I uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I just was bit around these niggas my I, whole uh, life. So I uh you know, I would sit around him and you know, I'm trying to learn the game. Okay. So instead I don't want you to, you know, break it off, mix it and give it to me. How can I do this myself? So I would always sit next to him while everybody else waiting on maybe a package handout. I'm like, man, how much the, the eight ball weigh? How much the half ounce weigh? How many bags you get out of this and that? And he and he took notice, and he was like, man, you just want to do it yourself because nobody else really had. I'm like, yeah, you know. He was like, uh, he was like, okay, cool. So he said, hey, man, you know, this is seven grand. This is you know twelve. This is an ounce. This you know the whole thing. Right. So I was like, man, okay, you front me that, bring your money back and all that. So he would tell me this when we was going. Now we hanging with kid. So we going to everywhere: Copper Box, Sam Piper, the, the Surf. The, right. You know, this is what illusion the, over there the on illusion, the hostel. Yeah, that's what it used to be. Illusion was popping. Yeah. So, and kid, I never forget. He told me he was like, "If you want to make money, because I'd be with him and people, we'd be in the Sam Piper. Hey man, you got two bags, kid? He go in the bathroom. Woo. So one time he ain't had nothing. I got some bags on me. And he's like, man, I ain't got. I said, I got something. He just looked like, oh damn, you got, you know. I'm like, yeah. And he, and from that point on, he told me, man, he said, if you want to make money, just you ain't gotta ask no question or whatever. Just stay around me. In other words, just look what I'm doing. You'll pick up the game. If I have to tell you something, you see what I'm saying? Right. Everything you want to know, I'm doing. Exactly. So either you want to pay hand attention. Out and yeah. That's it. Where was pimping Ken around this time? Pimp and Tony. Pimp and Tony, I'm yeah, sorry, excuse me. Pimp and Tony kind of was went real, you know, bogus. He was over east. You know, he still was a monster. He had robbed yeah. somebody. Yeah. Kind of messing with the dope then. Yeah, got into his DMX wow. show. Yeah, the yeah. pit bulls. Wow. Oh, all that. Yeah. So, yeah, and so now we getting money. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, everybody here like, damn, man, I heard y'all getting money. But it's really kid getting money. And right. we working with kid and, you know, but... By this time, I might be copping, you know, four and a half ounces myself and selling it, got my own crew and all that. So this is about, by the time 1988 come, we had, um, we didn't made 79th and Carpenter a straight up spot. 
which is crazy because normally you would do this in a project building, not a neighborhood. Yeah. And and uh yeah, I was and on peanut in them block. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and this the crazy thing. A lot of people don't I tell us in schools and stuff when I speak now. Okay. But <clears throat> so this is nineteen eighty eight. My cousin is uh B Real. He was in the feds for eleven years, uh too. Uh, we was at uh, in Oxford together in Wisconsin. But he always was back and forth. He grew up in the same building with us on 80 for Morgan. Right. He always was in the shit, still in cars, this and that. So he went to L.A. in 87, 88. He's, you know, messing with the cocaine game. He messing with the real Rick Ross. So okay. it's a drought in Chicago in 87 or it may have to be 88. So uh, we get some ounces. They were selling $600 ounces he got. He, right. he ride them up here. We get them from him. So we the only people with some work, at least in our area on 79th Street. Right. So And then so he go back to L.A. So back then, people didn't have a cook cocaine spot. Like you really, in, in 87, 88, it wasn't no projects, no nothing selling cooked cocaine, which they call crack. They still was powder cocaine. Chicago was late selling so-called crack cocaine. They selling powder for them. Exactly. In L.A., they was freebasing early. In Detroit, they were selling rocks. In New York, too. Yeah, yeah in New York, too. So... So he was in L.A., and we used to always complain, be like, man, we got to, because now, you know, we probably collectively, we buying half a key cocaine, yeah. all powder. You got to go get the, the 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 smoker. He get the tube. You got to watch him cook it up, make sure he ain't stealing, and you only can cook maybe that much. So I'm like, I'm thinking I always like to cut out the middle, man. Man, if we could cook this shit ourselves. But people, didn't nobody know how to cook. Really only so-called hypes knew how to cook. Because what you need to know how to cook for, you ain't smoking it, you just selling it. Right. So uh, my cousin, Be Real, he was like, man, y'all don't know how to cook? I'm like, no, nah, we don't cook. He coaching me on the phone. I'm over at DJ Armando house. We got a, a stash spot at his his crib on 79th and, uh, well, 78th and Carpenter. Mm. And so I got it. He said, man, go get a Pyrex bowl. We go to Walgreens, well, we get a Pyrex bowl. I'm on the phone. He in L.A., I'm in Chicago. Took about two hours. He didn't coach me how to cook up at least a couple ounces of time. Wow. Yeah. This is 88. So the beginning of 88. Uh-huh. So by then, we like, damn, we don't even need the hypes to cook it for us. It's cooked. It's big. Cook cocaine. We like, damn. So of course me, I didn't practice, became a for real chef. Okay. <laughs> that this shit. Okay. Because now you're cutting out time. So the hype don't got to, well, I shouldn't say the hype, but the user don't have to go. He get the bag from you. He go smoke it. He come back and get another one. If it's cooked, he'll smoke that joint right there in the gangway in his pipe. And, yeah. Or say, let me just rent a, a room upstairs at y'all's spot and give me 10 of them because they already cooked. It's say it's speed the time up. So we figure, okay, this is how we go. Starter jackets, here we come. Yes, God sir. damn. Yes, this was the starter jacket yeah. era. This the starter jacket the era. Buck 50s. Buck, buck yep. 50s. Yep. And yeah. and this is the crazy part of this. So this spot that we got is on 79th and Carpenter. Okay. In a uh, six-flat building, in the middle of the building. Down the street from Cookies. Yeah, right down the street from Cookies. And and the the person's house this is in, because now it's a third-floor apartment almost. We treating it like a project building. But all the neighbors was cool. You know, we always kept the block clean. Wouldn't let nobody, nobody breaking in no houses. None we, because we we grew up with all these ladies. So you were responsible yeah. at oh no, nineteen question. years old, twenty years old. Oh, it had to be. You're nineteen in eighty eight. You how old are you? 20? In eighty eight, 
I'm 19. 19. Yeah, maybe so going on 20. Because yeah. I came out of high school in 87. You were yeah. born in 68? 69. Oh, 69. 69. Okay. Yeah. So, so this guy is, I meet this, this Muslim dude, Ibrahim Muhammad. And this is whose house he fell off the bandwagon from the Nation of Islam. He's smoking. So we, he moved on 79th wow. and Carpenter in 88. And Goodbye, Allah, hello, yeah. cocaine. Yes, sir. Co- yeah. ha- crack ha- happens cocaine. to the best of us. Man. But later on became my spiritual advisor in our madness, our godfather, everything. You seen him at the door yeah. in some of my events. The yeah. old man to be cursing everybody out, yeah. Ibrahim Muhammad. Okay. But um, uh, who helped rebuild the nation of Islam when after Elijah died? Okay. And I didn't learn all this until we in this house. I'm looking through photos and all that. I guess pictures of him. And Elijah Muhammad. Not you know, him they, and Farrakhan. This picture's of him and Elijah Muhammad. You know, they said that when the nation dissolved back then when Elijah died, that everybody went crazy. Yeah, everybody. Even 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 Farrakhan went they, they Everybody snapped because, off. Because, you know, Wallace D went against some of the teaching of his father. Right. A lot of people went with, with his son. Right. Farrakhan was appointed, but. I'm going to argue with the man's son. It was just like anything. Right. The leader go is, is a bad split. Right. So the guy who actually, we living in his house and selling cocaine out of his house, is the one that went to Farrakhan and helped rebuild the nation and, and, and started the final call out of his basement. Bombs! Yeah. That's Ibrahim Muhammad. So, and we only met him just because they moved off wherever they used to live on Woodline over there. He's working for the park district and all this. So, so it, right around this time, we needed a spot because, it's, you know, the police is on us now. We so hot, you can't just stash stuff in gangway. Right. So we used his crib to be close to our mama and them houses on Morgan and Aberdeen. And he was smoking. So it was a 24-hour spot on 79th and Carpenter. It looked crazy, but the neighbors would never call the police on us, the ladies, because they knew us since we was young. They know what we're doing, as yeah. long as there wasn't no gunplay or nothing on that block. Excuse me. They was fine with us. So What was you riding? Huh? What was you riding? Psh, man, we was car crazy. My first car was a 1976 Black and Gray Seville uh-huh. in 1987. Then I had... Uh, 86 photo Cadillac with graphics with Mr. Lee's. Then I had a SS. Then I had a drop top Camaro with Ferrari vents and gold rims from Mr. Chicago Lee's. right there. That's Chicago, right? An instant, an estimation. Mm-hmm. How much do you think you brothers gave Mr. Lee? My for first, together the car? My not, first, not just you guys. That's a it's, whole. It's, I've still, I still, my rims on my BMW X6 is from Mr. Lee's. I've been paying Mr. Lee since 1987. Wow. And every hustler in the street have. Really? I would have two, three cars in there at one time. My first paint job, I think I got a picture of it on my phone, but when everybody's doing the graphics and all yeah, that, yeah. Uh, my first paint job was in 1980, the end of 87 or beginning of 88. My photo Cadillac after the Seville was $5,700 for Mr. Lee's. So you know what was tripped out? Mm-hmm. These two are from the paid and full era. The yeah. paid and full movie, the movie, era. the paid and full movie yeah, era, yeah, which, which you that. lived, yeah. right? Yeah. Can I, I just said somebody. Told, oh, excuse me. Go ahead. I told you about me in movies last oh, week. You never saw Paid and Full. She I saw it like once. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Dutch, unimpressed. I've seen it. I've just said that a lot of people low key watch Paid and Full too many times. 
Not like me. you could tell like how they act. Like Angie, you watch Peyton Full too many times, bro. But I mean you you like when they say on everything we, I love like seven times in a row. And then they a lot of them look up to the wrong people and shit. It'd be crazy. It's it's like and I'm mirroring when you when you say this mm-hmm. in 87, 88, this is the same time around when Mitch Alpo in New York was, yeah, it, it was doing the, that thing. It right? was the, it was the crack era. Okay. And and the only difference is Chicago, like they are now, it's a blue collar city, but it always been a straight organization gang so-called gang banging might gangsta, say black mafia fest, yeah. because this is the only city that that they organizations actually ran like the mafia laws you know you go to crips and bloods they ain't got no laws and that nobody really does you know what i'm saying except uh-huh. chicago which is the reason that when mayor daly was here he had to break up these organizations because they just was too powerful you know what I'm saying? Anytime, you know, Hoover starts saying, hey, I can make 5,000 people march and they vote and all that, they, they don't care if you're killing somebody. But when you can jump in the game, they in and organize like that, you you really become dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like any leader. So they had to break that up. You know what I'm saying? In their mind. You, you know what I'm saying? Let's jump to 2015. Mm-hmm. And what we witnessed over the last eight days mm-hmm. with uh, Treshawn Lee. Right. And uh, Tyshawn, mm-hmm. Tyshawn Lee, and that whole situation. So now it's going from today, mm-hmm. they buried the young brother. Right. This morning they had the interview on with his father right. on GCI. Yeah, I heard. And his mother was the big deal over the social media in Chicago over the weekend because she took the GoFundMe money or whatever right. she did with it. Supposedly, right, but they're airing out their dirty laundry in the midst of losing their son, right. What do you say about that? Like, not just about the killer needs mm-hmm. to be caught and the reward of $35,000. Look at the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think somebody needs to get both of them, get both of them counselors because who's going to be there for them tomorrow? Oh, uh, no question. And the crazy part is. You know, it's big news, it's national news now, but you can just go down a list of how many young girls, nine, she got killed at 13, yeah. uh, Idea Pendleton. This this just won't be news in two or three weeks. Right, right. That That's the crazy part. Little Yummy. Yeah, Robbie same, Yummy Summoner. Same thing. You know what I mean? You know, and, and you're supposed to be outrageous, you know, and outraged because it should be national news. But, I mean, his mother buying the... What else she supposed to do yeah. with the money? But Put she, a couple she was thousand be- dollars down and buy a car. She buy what she. It's what anybody gonna do with some extra money. It's it's not like she took seventeen thousand dollars and spent seventeen thousand dollars on the car. She right. took a couple thousand dollars to okay. This is helping me do it. You know whatever. But Deuce, mm. it's it was about to me. Timing and discretion should have been the key. Yeah, but 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 everybody say that. But when but but when it's happening. In yo and social media, because if you ain't have social media, you never even know she do this. Yeah, if this was that. twenty years ago, yeah, you don't know. But, but uh, and she on social media saying it. But, but at the end of the day, that's what I said. And she's you, the same age as this young lady right here. How do you? Twenty five. Yeah, she's twenty six, right? Yeah, yeah. The young lady's twenty. And that, but, but you but, never but, know how a person is mourning. I about to say, and it's it's yeah, I couldn't even. I got a six year old boy. I couldn't. People say I couldn't imagine it, but you might as well imagine because that keep you on your toes about your, you know. 
surrounding is it? just everything. You're but but who us. could who could foresee that? Even when they blaming the father, if that's the case, the the shit I was into, you spoke, I mean, my mother caught me shot up. I my building, my grandmother and them been shot. It just was it was real gang war. This not even real gang wars. What you seeing now? In in nineteen when Ben Wilson died in nineteen eighty four, it was over a thousand murders that year. Yeah, right. People hooping, hollering about four hundred, five hundred murders. And, he was and, number six hundred sixty nine, November the twentieth, nineteen eighty four. This nineteen eighty four ain't no choppers, ain't no thirty poppers. It was a thousand plus homicides. Britt, what are you about to say? I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. So, so, I, got, talk, I got caught up in that. I was talking about the young lady, the mother. Oh, I was going to ask if it was true that the, the city paid for his funeral expenses. What if, well, what, the they, services was well, paid from, for. Yeah, from what, what the father said. And yeah, I mean, Father Mike did it. I, I know Father Mike didn't. See, Father Mike going to take it personal because it's where we come from. It's Gresham. That's where I'm from. It's in, I'm from Inglewood, Gresham. So... That's in Father Mike's, really my too, back of the back of your yard. So Father Mike is serious when he say you ain't going, and you done did it on his stomping grounds where he been, you know, a, a risking and serving his whole life 40 years to this problem. My you, Father Mike used to march on my dope spots. Hey, you remember in 1991, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, you remember in 1991, mm -hmm. he used to start on Halsted and walk down to Damon and you turn. He took every, every payphone off 79th Street. Mm -hmm. he Liquor took, store. Everything. He took every, that's when they used to sell crack pipes in the store. Yeah. In the store. And he used to go in every Arab store and every black store, there a few of them there was, and tell them to take them out. And they did it because he understood what it was doing to, to the community. Right. But in the same sense, I think us as black men, we got a different responsibility amongst ourselves. Like we have to, like we got to stand up and because we with them every day. It's only one Michael Flager. Right. I refuse to call him Father Mike because I can't see myself calling no <laughs> white man Father. Because like I, like I could call y'all niggas all right. day, and I could call women that look like her right. bitches and hoes. Oh, but I can't call. I mean, I mean like, like you know, yeah, like just so that's know. that's just our figure of speech. Right. But I can't call no white man father when we the original white man. I mean, right. original man. You know what I mean? And that's you know. And people say that for him almost is a nick a nickname. Yeah. Because in the Catholic world, that's what you call him. Yeah. It's but the, he, it's, he, it's the father such and such. Not really saying like he your father. I took it upon myself. Yeah. That, so was, between, that was a quote by Magic Mike, Michael Walton at my, at Magic man, Mike. Man, ain't gonna do shit to us. They can't do shit to us. <laughs> they, they get too many asses that's been fucked over. And they got to pay for them. Listen, <laughs> check it out. Mm. I went from Western to Halsted. You mm. know how many churches it is? Oh, it's off the chain. Thirty-seven churches, storefronts. It's only one Catholic church, and that's Michael Flager. Yeah. So you gotta think about this. Just just think about this. When they see this white man come out and he's yelling, he's talking at us, and he's getting at us and he's berating us, which he's he's writing a lot of points, but where are our black leaders at? Where are the black preachers? Well where is the ground zero for the Hey man, we can't be doing this to our own kids. Were they knocking on your door at your mm -hmm. spots? Yeah, who? Father Mike? 
besides Father Mike, was was the black preachers like he said? Oh hell, it was. I mean, because back in back in your era, because because Mike, it, it was Father Mike's era. Yeah, it's, it's if it, if Father Mike wasn't there, man, it, it ain't no telling how Seventy Ninth Street would look. He he kept it. I mean, the school would be closed. My grandma school was closed. Only reason that school is surviving is because his parish and you know his his service to that community. Other than that, people wouldn't even build businesses around there. It it looked terrible around there if it wasn't. While you were gone, mm-hmm. an off-duty police officer was killed mm-hmm. before they rebuilt mm-hmm. St. Anthony Morgan, right there where the field is for Leo. Mm-hmm. He was killed right there, and they came and got a guy that was on our team. Mm. And we had to go to court, and we was going to testify. And Father, you know, Mike Flager was going to do his thing. You talking about little Steve? Yeah. Yeah. And what they tell him? got the 98 years or whatever. And they told him, not on this one. You can't do it on this one. Yeah, I mean, I've been taking care of Steve 15 years. I did not know. I did not know that it was that serious. Like, they really wanted this dude. They, They said, it's not about... He probably didn't do this, but he did other things. I said, damn. That's when we was in the Midnight League. Yeah, Steve. And I, I got never will picture forget, in my phone. I never he will forget our, that. He off our block. And he was, and this is a guy I know for a fact. He was on our team. He didn't do it. No, he didn't do it. He he hit me, right me, still trying to get in court. And yeah. he got the Innocent Projects on it now. They just know that he knew the dude. Because it was a drive-by. Yeah. They don't know who did it. but And they just know he knew some of the dudes, like everybody knew some of the dudes. And all what happened was Steve is hardcore. Yeah. And even if he knew, he, I don't know, he, he ain't no snitch. He not telling. And everybody just got out on him and told him. You know what I'm saying? A so, few, uh, a few, the guys so, that were scared of him told on him because they was actually scared of him. But mm-hmm. a few things happened while that, the, during that year that we was in that midnight league, like uh, Reno was killed. Mm-hmm. And Lil Chuck, Mm-hmm. He lost the game at night, and he was upset. And the twins was run up and down the, the bleachers at the mm-hmm. old Saint Sabina. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Man, they just killed that Stone Reno and this and that." And Chuck was so mad, he was like, "Hey, my man, you and your little BE buddies, y'all can have a seat." <laughs> I had to tell him, Chuck, they BEs. He was like, "Whatever," because mm-hmm. Chuck has no type of. Gang affiliation, no, right. no street awareness about him. Right. So that's why he keeps guys like me around. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the the, the super killer, mm-hmm. but I know when to be somewhere, when not to be somewhere. Right. Like I know when, like, hey man, them guys over there, they ain't partying. Right, right. And these guys over here ain't popped no bottle yet. Right. Let's get the fuck up out of here. No so <laughs> you had to do some time. Mm-hmm. Back in from I caught my case in the beginning of '92, and uh, we copped out for ten years. Just me and my rappy bird, and uh, what's a rappy? I don't. Uh, Sally, uh, your 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 crime partner. Yeah, Who you got you? Co-defendant. Co-defendant. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, yeah. So they no they, crime movies. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. I watch crime movies. I just hey, right. he has a different term. <laughs> yeah, hey, this this. Hey, That's what the rappers a, say, my yeah, rabbit. Yeah, what type of black stone are you, man? But, um, I'm a stone, but... <laughs> but the, uh, X, go yeah, ahead. A dude from Kankakee uh, got caught with a key of hard cocaine, uh, crack cocaine, and four nine millimeters and crossing state lines from Chicago to Kankakee, and that makes it fed. So that's life in prison with mandatory minimums. You get caught with a key of 
crack cocaine, which is considered a hundred times more than powder cocaine. Wow. And the guns alone, he was facing life. So he gave us up. Wow. Yeah. So he gave me and my rapper up. And um and they ain't catch me. No money, no drugs, no hand sale, no nothing. It was just they had my co-defendant, Bird, like my best friend, his family, my family. And uh <clears throat> and technically he met the dude through me. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? But they really didn't have me on nothing. Okay. But they wanted me. They knew the whole operation. They were saying it was me. They kicked his mama Doe in on 7 night for Sangman saying, we don't even want your son. We want Asa. All y'all got to do is say this dope and this money we find in his his, and they wouldn't do it. You see what I'm saying? So he almost going to take the case, but she was like, if 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 you don't go with him, even though it ain't your voice, ain't your nothing, and you just stick him out there to fight it himself, because the voice they thought they had on the phone wasn't even mine. Okay. So I could just do a voice a voice test. You know, I had Sam Adams, the real, the the, the father Sam Adams was, was our lawyer. And I heard that yeah. everybody yeah, if you get money, Sam had Adams to go to him. And Roberta Samadney, yeah, to have that bag. <laughs> wow. But they was the best. They was the best? On my federal case, I spent the night at Sam Adams' house, and Sam Adams Jr. still going to University of Wisconsin, wherever he was. He, uh-huh. he slept on that couch, and I slept on that couch, just going over my case. Wow. And, you know, Sam Adams had a black uh, wife. wife. That's yeah. why young Sam Adams mixed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, young Sam Adams is a bad motherfucker, too. Get it from his, his father. Yeah. But, um, I but see yeah. what he did last week. Yeah. Marched my man down there, marched him right back out. Yeah. But that's, uh, they was, and, and Roberta Samotny, um, there was uh, Sam Adams Sr.'s assistant. Him and her was our lawyers. But, um, but um, she, uh, I mean, he, he uh, told me, like, well, we can get you off because it ain't my voice, you know, because we at least knew then, like, if somebody was hitting me, I'd be, hey, man, I need to holler at you, and i just get a phone to somebody else. So I gave the phone to my guy. Yeah, just tell him it's up here, you know. But so they thinking that was me, okay. but it wasn't. So the indictment was only for me and my, uh, my co-defendant, Bird. But if I'd have just been like, okay, I'm off this, they like, okay, cool. Then we ain't giving him no cop for 10 years. We charged him with the gun, 1,000 feet from the school, everything they was going to take off if we the cop. Okay. So essentially, I'm copping for 10 years, and I ain't even catch the case. But it really was my case for real. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Okay. Mr. Gaines, they play with Young Black Lives. Yeah. If he wasn't that close to me and we just was in a dope game, then it had been like, okay, I'm off this. I'm going to help you with your lawyer and all that. But they, they wasn't even going to give him no cop, yeah. which means you facing 30. And 30 with the feds, you get found guilty. You're doing 25 off that. I, we, I just couldn't even. That's, that, so where'd you? You where'd know you, my classmate he, he, that you met. Did you know him before or after? Which one? Who? Neil? Yeah. No, I, I knew uh, Neil kind of just off Big Rob and stuff and all them up in there. But I knew. Um, but, yeah, we got Jam and Pekin. Okay. When we was locked up. Okay. So where'd you? I mean, let's. let's mm. Where'd you have to? You said you had to go to Oxford and Wisconsin. Man, I've been all over. I've been to. Within that eight, within that that time period, you was locked up. Bounced around Oxford. I've been to Sandstone, Pekin, Oklahoma, Yankton, South Dakota, Seeker, Minnesota. Why? Why? Why did you have to go through so many? Uh, in the hole here under investigation, the the joint go up riot. If they think you got gang affiliation, then they're Bounce you if they think you got too much influence. So how much time did you end up doing though? 
eight and a half. All uh, and, and then you, they moved you around that many times. Yeah, but then my level started dropping. So now we was like, we trying to get to the camp so we can run off, off the field and meet the hotel and meet our girl and all that. Yeah. So we finally made it to the camp the last year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So so as your level drop, you can get moved too to a low because we started out in the penitentiaries and the highs. You know what I'm saying? So, so your level max- of security, you mean like from yeah. max to okay, right? Yeah. Oh, so you can actually get to the camp and just walk off. Oh yeah, I've, I've been to hotel twenty times from the camp. <laughs> So from ninety two to two thousand, yeah, I got out. I went ninety two, got out in two thousand one. Got out two thousand one. All right. Wow. What was that like coming home? Tell, tell that. Like, Man. what was that? Was that a culture Walking shock? Walking in the McDonald's. We used to. This we used to say when we went, and when me and my co-defendant went, you it wasn't no young hustling the street in the feds yet. Right. We was the first. Right. Because they just wasn't in, you know, they just wasn't targeting Chicago. Everything was state. None of your peers were? were no. None. Be, because they wasn't, they didn't start really giving people, unless you caught a dope case in Iowa. Now they from Chicago, let it go fed, or Minnesota, or Peoria. But just coming to get you out of Chicago, that wasn't until they got the GDs in 1984. They got my guy L.A. in, yeah. in, in 93. But we went in 92. The beginning of 92, we caught our case. It was unheard of. Really? But it really was a, 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 a luck of the draw because it only turned feds because he, the dude got caught, started cooperating. And the only reason it was feds is because he was crossing state lines. What did he get? This is a crazy story. He, he was out on the street. He gave us up. So, and he got caught. He was looking at minimum 40 years on a cop. But, if, you know, most people can't take no time. They're going to tell. But just to show you how things work. So me and my guy, Victor Woods, who I met in the feds, he got a book out, motivational speaker. I go around in prisons and stuff, how we changed our life. We spoke. So I'm speaking in Pontiac about seven, eight years ago with Victor Woods. So, you know, and all these penitentiaries we go to, man, what's up? We, you know, in the streets, you know people. So I'm like, I'm walking in penitentiaries. I thought I'd have been to penitentiary. But we go sharing our story and, you know, how we turn our life around. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's inspiration. So I'm in Pontiac, Illinois, and a dude from Kankakee, where dude is from, just so happened when I was talking. I never really talk about too much about the case. And I just say, yeah, the dude Marlin, it was a dude Marlin from Kankakee, told on us and all that. So after I gave my, you know, your testimony and Vic did that dude pulled me aside and said, man, you know, Marlon set you up. He said such and such stuff, man. He's been w- working in form and all that. I said, yeah, where's motherfucking ass at right now anyway? He said, man, that man is doing life in the feds right now. Said, mm. Got caught up with some Mexican type cartel Good people, form. told on, told on, told on everybody and couldn't play that card no more. God damn. Because even though you cooperating, right. you still, that's another another felony on you. Yeah. Then you get out another felony on you. you know, And that's what's so messed up now. And, and, and 90% of the people, at least in federal penitentiary, they cooperate. The, 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 the years of, oh, I ain't snitching and I ain't, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That, that oh, We boy. was old school. <laughs> it was like that. These people, can, and this, this is what I don't understand now. These people doing all this stuff, killing or whatever. These baby boys going to shoot somebody in the head. The minute they get caught and they in that police car, they telling on everybody. Yeah. It's just the era they can't stand that pressure. They ain't been brought up like that to just 
due to crime, due to time, like we was. You know what I'm saying? Other I'm than quite that, sure. I'd have took. I could have. I could have not did a day in jail if I didn't want to. I knew everything about everybody. I, you know, I've been in these streets since 1987. I knew everybody. West Side and South Side, huh? Man, I knew every every man. People so, were so prison- glad I went to jail and they were still out here. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I got. I have to ask. Mm-hmm. Prison life. Mm-hmm. Is it what do you what you see in in the in the movies and nah, all prison movies and, and the TV shows nah. like like uh what was the what was the show that used to come on HBO Oz yeah no nah, everything exaggerated is it, it was people stabbed and killed when I was in prison yeah okay but prison is like just like the streets you got to be respectable you know what I'm saying got not to move man yeah stay to yourself. You got to make sure who you hang with, not in the nothing. And, or if you're going to commit yourself to hang with that dude in prison and knowing who's going to kill him, going to kill you too. Did you go in with rank and, and when with, with fed, rank and with honor and with yeah. people up under you and, and everything? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. on the streets you had over control of like 400-something people in right. your area, right? Right. As one of the you know, heads of the, of, the, of the black disciples. Right. But the, but How the, did the, feds, is, the feds is different. Okay. At least when we went and the years we was there— See, the feds ain't like the state. Okay. Like, you go in the state penitentiary now, they know, oh, such and such from there, and he this and that, that, and they, they know you. In the feds, it's Crips, Bloods, Mexican Mafia, Texas Syndicate, Aryan Brotherhood, Junior Black Mafia, Italian Mob, is everything. They don't care who no Larry Hoover, no, no they don't care no. about that. They didn't give a fuck about Pharaoh BD. Not, none of that. And dog trainer. And so pimp, you got to be about dog. who you bout. So when we got there, <laughs> you get you get on a compound a penitentiary of 2,000 people. In the feds, 80 of y'all might be from Chicago. So Chicago got to stick together. They, I'm with Latin Kings, GD, because wow. it's 400 dudes from D.C., who you got to stick together. Now, probably peak in Illinois, and it, it, when you get close to Illinois, they might start gangbanging because there's so many Chicago people. Okay. But if you in Inglewood, Colorado, or you in Sandstone, Minnesota, it's a lot of Chicago people in the feds now. So, But it still ain't enough to where, oh, it's going to be a GDBD against Blackstone unless you real close to home okay. at one of them penitentiaries. But no, nah, you couldn't. My best friend, the, the dude helped me change my life was a GD, Victor Woods, Gangster Disciple. Okay. You know, and best friend right now. Okay. And and my my guys major and strutter and D nice, they from Newtown and right. and Ida B. Wells. Them was my best friends, GDs. Okay. And, but I went in there in a blood war against GDs when I went. Okay. Yeah. And ironically, these my brothers in the joint. And that's just how even these little boys out here don't see. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest it ain't no new battle. It was GDs and BDs won when I was on the street. It's still these BDs yeah, and GDs yeah, for the most yeah. part. It, 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 but when they get in these penitentiaries or whatever it is, it, that's going to be your best friend. What do you, what do you think? Russ, what, what, what's his name? What's my man's name? Which one? The, uh, the pastor. Mike, Father Mike? No. Brooks? The, no, the other pastor, the old guy. The old Black Panther. <clears throat> Rush, uh, Bobby, Bobby Rush. Rush. Bobby Rush. Mm-hmm. Went to go see Larry Hoover and uh Yeah, I mean Chief Molly. Yeah, I don't think it's I mean like it can't hurt, but it's not it's not them. I mean they They're 60, so far removed yeah, it, it, from, it's, the, it's from gone. the era now. Yeah. Like I feel like somebody like you mm. and other guys who've been down, and then guys like 
myself, for instance, mm. who can, in Dutch, who can teach a guy poetry and a guy that can show these guys another out. You know right. what I mean? Like, besides what they see every day. But we only get so much time with them. That yeah, window and, frame is just yeah, and so the, small. And the difference is, because when they be acting like, can't nobody tell these people, these young boys nothing. Can't. What you're really saying is there is no more gang chiefs. Yeah. That's just really what the authority and that you say. That's what you're saying. Because we was in the BDGD war that went back and forth on forever since the 80s, 90s. But the minute that you get the call from one of the kings, it's off right now. Yeah. It's off. It didn't matter who got whacked. Remember the number one yesterday. Finger? All is one. All is one. Yeah. Yeah. In the eighties, it, it and, and and you knew you had to uh, oblige by that. Now, who gonna tell somebody from old block that don't get down from somebody from from yeah. uh, brick squad and yeah. it, it, there's no leadership. Okay, but as an old you know head like yourself, nah. I they, mean, they not gonna listen. Old block is not gonna listen. Old Block gonna listen to who feeding them. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So he's not in the game yeah. like that no more. He can't right. go but I, go I mean, back. I know you're not in the game like that, but I'm saying, but you, but I know he's not in the game, and you're not, and we, we all not. But the thing about it is, you still have a name out here. Yeah, that, and you, you still, you and can, people still, you still know big brothers and big uncles. Yeah, right? but it, but of those little kids. Yeah, but it still comes down to who they see every day. Who gone? Hey man, you need twenty dollars. Yeah. I mean that that's really what it comes. Now I can go on 79th and some parts of 69th and I know a little dude who remember me and he run them dudes and he because I care about him and for what I didn't exactly. been with him. So I got some history. Like the story you told last week about the little guy. Right. That you on gave the, the twenty dollars you know, to? Fifty, yeah. 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 But because I always took any when I got out of jail, got in this party scene. I always, you know, I still, I'm on 79th, you know, every week. Um, you know, they still, I love them. They still my guys. Four generations of what we created around there from 1987. Right. That That's the reason this BD's on 79th Street and they're over there. They wasn't over there before we flipped everybody BD over there 20-some years ago. And now it's almost four generations of that. But, but. And the same games that they have going on now, the game that y'all have going on now, mm-hmm. the game that I asked you I wanted to be a part of. Right, right. That game, those Midnight League games, was right. really nothing but the, the BDs thing. but the versus the GDs. Ain't no night. question. That's all it was, to keep the shooting down. Right. And I remember Mike Flager saying one night, who's going to be out here when Asa comes on? Who's going to make him proud? Mm-hmm. And I looked at the twins like them guys was like they eyes lit up like Michael Jackson was like who's gonna be here when Michael Jackson comes? Who wants to see Michael Jackson when he comes to town? And I was like, damn, this dude got a lot of power. And yeah. and and he meant everywhere. He's like, who wants to be the next little Steve? Right. And it, and it was just like he he had us circled up, holding hands, but. He knew the key was to get us to play basketball. Oh, no question. That's, that's what get us to listen. And that was right around the, the, the time Lil' Steve was going through his thing. Mm-hmm. And and it was serious. Like, it was really on. Like, the Killer War was really into it with them guys over there. And, and they would link up sometime with Carpenter, which was mm-hmm. Peanut and them block. Because mm-hmm. I was working on 79th in May. And I left 79th in May because a dude 
uh, rode up on the bike from Foster Park. And Stories was, by Magic Mike. He was getting off the bike, man, and he said, <laughs> GDK. And I seen him reaching, and we, me and Peanut took off across the street, straight through traffic. And Fat Cat ran up the block, and he shot him twice in the back. This was July the 2nd. On the 3rd, I left 79th in May. I said, there ain't no way in the world I'll be back over here. That was my second client. I just cut his hair. I said, it's a wrap. 2001, you come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 2001, I get out. I was in the McDonald's looking like, man. It's Mc... Because we had. Which we McDonald's? Was... Which one? In Yankton, South Dakota. Uh-huh. Now I got the drug program. So I end up getting a year off early. Okay. Yeah. So I got drug program, but um, um, but we had we had not at Yankton, but I was at Greenville camp. Everybody, you know, you get to the sweet camp, you running off with your girl, yeah. the camps and all. You know what I'm saying? So we was we had some taste of some outside because we got some good right, pussy. Man, okay. <laughs> they was like, man, you gonna chance leaving? I said, they, long as they catch me on the way back. Yeah, because if you if if when you're at the camp, there's no fence, there's no wall no more. So it's called a walk off if you leave. And if you don't stay gone 48 hours, it ain't even an escape. So you can leave for a day and come back. All they're going to do is 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 transfer you back to a low level with the fence. Mm. But it was so wide open. Man, you're chancing it. Kids don't. <sighs> Think you're going to do some crimes and go to a motherfucking no, camp? No, you ain't going straight to the camp, no sir. <laughs> They'll be talking about man. I'm going away to college. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, if you got two years, you know what I used to hate? Got ten years. The guys used to say, "I go to the fed joint because the fed you no, get they, to eat a steak." That was the biggest lot. That was the '70s. <laughs> <laughs> the state joint is better than the feds. You got a hot plate. You got TV in your room. The feds is terrible. I want to ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, one, one second. 2001, finish. What you were saying? This guy here is so intrigued by this. Uh, well, wow. well, <laughs> For real. I got out. Uh, I probably left around there on 79th Street. It was probably about four, 500 BDs. I get out, it's about eight, 900. <laughs> okay. And, and I got in my mind, like, I'm not doing nothing else. You know, I knew a, I knew the a BD indictment was coming. I just seen what they did to the GDs and, and, and you know, took all them. Fuck this around. Man, terrible. Mm. And so, you know, I got out and just told, you know, Rock, Milk, d Breeze, all, you know what I'm saying? Like, Every hey, last one of them I ran into, wherever I run into it, you know Ace out. Yeah. You know Ace out. Ace out, baby. <laughs> Nigga, Ace at home. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like for like three months straight. <laughs> Every last one of them, I started saying Ace out, man. We y'all gonna bring him around. <laughs> but, but, um, but I knew about my last two years of just you know I'm in there with everybody with life. You know I went to the feds, me and my uh, co-defendant, and we was like, what y'all got? Ten years. Everybody else got 40, 50, 30, 20 years. We like, damn, we thought 10 years. Like, we ain't got nobody. They ain't, all they got was 22,000 on the case and some and a few ounces. And you know what I'm saying? Man, that fed mandatory minimum was terrible. So so they sent us to a, a, a penitentiary type, Oxford, Wisconsin, the FCI. And this was our first, you know, I had beat some cases, but this is our first conviction. Right. But just because if any gang... Uh, uh, you know, uh, affiliation is in your jacket. They're gonna send you to the high penitentiary first, right? Just cause of that. 
So when we got there, people, you got to show your PSI. That's your paperwork to show your case. Because normally people get 10 years, you done told on somebody. So I'm like, we got 10 years. How you think we told? He's like, because he got 30, he got 40, he got 50. They all got life. I'm like, and ain't nobody got no murder. That's how terrible the federal system is, these mandatory minimums. But so we like, man, in my PSI, we cop for 10 years. You right. know, And we thought that was too much right. for what they, but we really got a, a, a lesson and and got knowledgeable about this fed system and how they just straight genocide. So it, how did it look when you came out? How, how how was the PSI papers looking when you came out? Like you he mean? was asking for people papers and you'd be like, "Damn, oh, you we, told." By, by 2 years <laughs> in, we know who tell. Yeah. We know who. You you, yeah. you 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 see one thing about the federal system, everything is you can google anybody name, everything is documented. You going to know who told because yeah. it's just public knowledge. Even if you made a statement on somebody, when that person you made a statement on files an appeal, the whole case is opened up. Every train, that's how people find out who told. Oh, man, because you, you necessarily didn't take the stand and point nobody out, yeah. but you made, you, you called a case. But, and they called me in on you. Yeah, well, Mike, I, I used to buy this from him. I used to do this. I used to do that. You never go to trial though. So well, backup I singer. I don't have to. Yeah. You ain't lead singer. You backup singer. Right. So you I don't BDD. have to. I don't have to take the stand on you, unless you go to trial. Yeah. And most people don't go to trial. But if you ever file an appeal, oh, I want to get this reduction off. Your whole case become public. You about to see everybody made statements. You like, man, this nigga that made statements. You see it. You see what I'm saying? But we just was old school when we went. Just like nobody wants to go to jail. But I know I was in the. Any and everything, I knew possibly you're going to get killed. Possibly you're going to go to jail. You said it's just it is what it is. But nowadays, shh, people working their way out of that situation in the back of the police car. They ain't, they ain't 2001. Don't get in it. 2001, I get out. I got to let all my homies know, hey, man, I'm not doing it no more. They looking at me crazy. I'm like, listen, because I've seen what they, they, they you know, you going to the state is one thing. Going to the feds and seeing just how you can be railroaded into a RICO act and get, I mean, anytime you're going to go get Larry Hoover out of the penitentiary and get him five or six life sentences and he ain't even touched a ground since 1973, that just lets you know. Right. It's straight hearsay conspiracy to get you life in the penitentiary. And I knew my name was ringing around there. By the time I got out, the BDs was the new GDs. Everybody didn't flip BD. The GDs went. You you the next in line. They took the L Rookins. They took the the GDs. The BDs is next. So, and I know what they in for. And none of these people really never been at the feds. So I I go warning everybody. Listen, man, they coming. It ain't if it's when they coming. And I got to walk five years federal paper down. I'm just hoping I ain't being brought up from something 10 years ago. And you right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I ain't committing another crime because I know I'm about to go do life in the penitentiary if I jump back down in it on a second strike with, with my jacket. Right. That's okay. it. That Forget a murder in any. I got caught as a leader of an organization going back to penitentiary. is life. I, I done seen too many cases. So I just fall back. I'm working at the gym. I, I'm working at the World Gym in High Park through my Italian guy. Yeah. Got me the job there. And I bump into Dan Pettigrew. Used to do biology by was the was yeah. the guru promoter yeah. back then. Um and started getting into the promo game with um Fife and my guy D Money. 
uh, D Money always to be on the phone. Man, we need to do these parties. Exactly. We need to do these concerts. We Was D Money still in the dope game too at the time? At the same time? No, D Money. D it got so crazy around the crib. D Money. D Money got shot at. Messed his knee up and all that, and it started getting, you know, it started getting a little crazy even with BDs just on each other. Yeah, got gotcha. It was okay. a little, tr- you know, yeah. trust niggas, issues. Niggas with money. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, that's how big they got. So when 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 you're not even trusting people in your own organization, it started getting a little, you know. And he, um, so he took off. Like I gotta get away from this because it's getting too crazy out here. And he went to South or North Dakota with his uh, cousin. And then he he was he just he came back by the time I was getting out. And he okay. was telling me, man, it's crazy around here. All these motherfuckers talking about you back and the chief back and this and that. And I was, man, I can't do that after after doing my eight plus I that's it. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I know what I'm I ain't getting twenty when I go back is life. So mm-hmm. either I'm gonna get back in it and know I'm probably gonna do life and just chance it. Or you just, you got to let it alone. And when you came home, Saturday Night Street was different anyway. Frank's yeah. was gone. Everything. McDonald's was gone. The answer was gone. The All police station was, was over there. Old Chicago was gone. The oh, old Chicago yeah. was gone. Yeah. 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 But, but um, so when I got out, I went, to, I went to Father Mike because I was paranoid that the police was going to plant something on me. Even the, you know, just regular CPD because I had a terrible reputation with the police too. I had right. fights with the police. On Carpenter, they didn't shot at the police off roofs and all that. A police officer got shot on Carpenter. It just was yeah. bad. So my name always from 1987 was this man started to woo-woo-woo around here. And, you know, so it's hard to repair that name. So I went to Father Mike, who always was decent and fair with you. He ain't like what you was doing, but he'd be like, hey, listen, you need to do something. Because he'd been knowing me since I was 10 years old. I used to go to St. Sabina. Okay. So he was like, man, try to do something else. But when he would say, man, there's shooting going on, y'all, in Foster Park and this and that, we would, okay, for you, we going to calm it down and we'll, you know, make amends and all that. Because he wasn't the type to just try to throw you to the jail. Get Asa Powell. He run all these dudes. He didn't do that. He would try to say, let me go talk to Asa Powell and let me go see what we, and, you know, we would, Work with people. Hey, man, these kids out here, they shooting. Can y'all, you know, we was respectful as we could be. We just really wanted to get our money, and we ain't starting no problems, but we wasn't ducking no problems. But we didn't rob people, extort people. We wasn't doing that. Right. We shot balls so dope, and we was BD crazy That because that was our family. You see what I'm saying? But you went to him while at the same time starting his new horizon with the yeah, party well, promotion. Yeah, well, I, I went to him. Now, this is even before this. Okay. Uh, you know, a little bit before this. But I, I, I was paranoid that because I know I'm walking five years federal paper. If you get a pistol uh, 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 caught on you walking walking five years federal paper down, that's automatic 15 years. So if they catch me with a pistol, which, like everybody, I'm used to riding with a pistol since I've been 18 years old. But if they catch you with a pistol now, you're on federal paper. That's a mandatory 15 years. You might cop for 10. But if they don't let you cop, it said you you sign that when you're leaving out the door. Firearm, you know, it's an automatic 15 years. It's on an orange, almost hanger uh, uh, pamphlet. <laughs> so, because they just was against, you know, armed felons. You get caught with a firearm and you're a felon. Feds don't play that. So I was scared police going to plant, you know, because they don't know I'm trying to turn my life around when I get out. I ain't doing nothing else. So Father Mike hooked me up with a meeting with Terry Hillett. 
who was either the police chief or second in command Super at the time. Team, yeah. So, and I played my case. Listen, man, I did do all this around here. You, My name do ring around here, but I swear to God, I'm not doing nothing, no drugs, no gun. I'm not going back to life in the penitentiary for this and all that. I, I'm helping Father Mike with the community. I'm serious. But Mike told me, man, don't bullshit me. Make me put my name out here for you. And then it's a cover up. And then you still on the slide running 400 people and just getting this side. I said, man, I'm not doing nothing. I done told them I went and moved with my uncle and Harvey. I ain't even staying my mother in them building on 79th just because, you know, it's you my friend. They element, right? everywhere. You, it's just no way. They wasn't even processing it good that you ain't. Like, oh, okay, he just saying that and he going to fight. No, nigga, I'm through. I'm not going back doing life in the penitentiary. So after a year or two, and they see like this boy ain't doing nothing for real, start doing the party game and just put the same hustle I put in the street in the party game. Same way he was selling crack cocaine and all that on 79th and Carpenter. Same way we hustling flyers. And all the ones that wasn't in the street no more came with me and, and started doing parties with me. Yeah. But this is what I want to say, too, back to backtrack, that the the minister Ibrahim Muhammad, who was a nation of Islam, who, who you know, who, who fell short from grace right. and started smoking crack cocaine. But after we started cooking powder cocaine in 1988, we were selling cooked cocaine. So it started being hundreds of people on this block lined up. And we just was like, after we started selling cooked cocaine, we was like, why in the hell is these people coming in droves like this? So this is the wintertime. So we at the spot, traffic, traffic, traffic. So a dude coming there, mounting the snow on him. And Muhammad, he know all like the smokers. So he, oh, such and such, what's up, man? I thought you're on 35th Street now. He's like, I'm, yeah. He said, how you get here on the bus? He like, what you come from the projects for to here to get some bags from us? He was like, because y'all the only people got it cooked. And he was like, ain't nobody selling no cooked cocaine on 35th or 39th? Or you didn't pass a million dope spots. He, man, y'all the only people in the city selling ready-made cooked cocaine. They wasn't selling the crack because we didn't know nothing about crack. Just selling the cook. And he was like... Ain't nobody in the pro, ain't nobody in the Robert Taylor's in the Dearborn home, ain't no in the, in the in the Henry Horner home, the Icky selling cookies like no nah, man still powder. So in my mind, I'm thinking, huh? Ain't nobody's cause we we thinking everybody doing what we doing. So we go the next day, and when Muhammad heard that, say, oh I came from 35th because I can just sell y'all's back on the way, y'all's big chop it up. But in our mind, we was thinking, ain't nobody selling cook cocaine. In the projects. So we said, man, shut down. If this man come from 35th, we know we on the radar. Fucked up. Right. We, we hot. So the next day, we go by everybody's spot. We go to projects. We go to Jay Boogie's spot over there on 71st. They selling three for $10 and killing mm -hmm. the game. Everybody. Nobody in Chicago is selling cooked cocaine at a spot. So technically, that was the first crack house in Chicago, Illinois. Bombs! And with that, we got a hey. wrap, man. You got to come back. We went over a little time. 
But uh, congratulations on having the first crack house in Chicago. <laughs> How does it feel being the guy that but we ruined so many lives but, and uh, train conductors but, and but we CTA bus we, drivers? We, we, we wasn't trying to make history, man. But but huh. we just stumbled up on not even knowing that. You know, and that's why we had never committed another crime since 1992. You like God did when he uh, made the first nigga. He said, oh, shit. <laughs> Bombs! Reasonable Doubt, that's episode 22. We got to get Asa back, man. I promise to God we're going to bring him back. Look, mama, every day you're away from us is another day you're going to come back to seeing us. Look, we love y'all. Asa, my man. Yes, sir. 100 grand. This nigga, February 25th, 1969. Yes, man. Who let, who, that's a real OG let them say your birthday. You you young cats on there, I'll be like, man, don't say my government, all that shit. Y'all ain't even oh, did that shit. I definitely want to be know, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> They know my story. It's on CNN. So ain't no Reasonable yeah. ignorance. I ain't know. Episode 22. Rate, subscribe, listen on iTunes and SoundCloud. Bombs! <laughs>